How are you today? Oh my God. I feel like uh, last week was like three years ago. Yes. I, I actually, I was going through like, as things happen, I, I kind of like jot them down. I'm like, oh, let's see if we can talk about this. And I like completely forgot about the whole like Philadelphia debacle in the fourth quarter and the Giants. That was like last week. Right. That's, I was thinking about that because that, that happened on Sunday, right? Yeah. So we, and that, right, that was on my mind. Didn't we talk about that earlier in the week? Yeah, yes. Did, that's did, what, yeah, we months? were, yeah, yeah. Yep, Joe Judge oh calling God. out the team. And, oh and you know, the whole, and believe it or not, I'm actually not 100% behind the Giants on that one. But then, Jesus, oh this, you know. That, that seems like it was six months ago, yeah, right? And all crazy. the relief I had after the new year is, I mean, it's, that was the longest fucking week. I, ugh. I agree. This it was crazy, crazy, crazy. But and it's it's not you know it's not going to get any better. The next we got twelve more days of this. It isn't. I, it, like I said, I mean, and, and I'm I'm sure we'll talk about it at, on the show. But I, I just it's I don't even see this world just sucks, and people are I don't know. I just I worry about bringing up young kids. Yeah, I, that's so something that's, I, don't, I don't know how you do it with a with a five and six year old. I mean, that's just uh, it's got to be heartbreaking because they're not, you know, you know, and and I feel most for at this point for like high school seniors, mm-hmm. you know, or p- kids who graduated last year who lost their summer, you know, and and even, I mean, for a for a middle schooler, an elementary schooler kind of losing their summer like they weren't able to, to have a summer and now now they're stuck trying to do this this online thing which is going to be for the rest of the school year i mean no one's it's not going to be better enough in the spring for anybody to go back are they talking about bringing you back full time so well in aguam aguam right now is a mess i don't i don't want to say this over the airwaves because i don't want to get myself into trouble but um so you want me to cut this out of the podcast part two? Oh, are you recording? Well, you know, it is. It just we're just in a mess right now. We're kind of as a whole. I I think there's political pressure to get kids into school, and I do think school administrators are looking at numbers. So in in my district, I'll just say numbers are very high in the town, but if you isolate the numbers and say, well, what, what's in the school buildings, it's not as daunting. So the political pressure to get kids into the building and teachers into the building, administration, administrators are saying, well, look, there's only you know 30 or so cases in the schools, so we can contain that. Let's follow the policy and, and get kids into school. And teacher unions are just saying, no, like, you know, and, and so um, we, we are kind of, this is the frustrating part for us is that we are on a week to week. Our, our administration is not saying right, yeah. we are remote until January 18th. We've been going week to week and that is extremely difficult to plan as a teacher. It's extremely difficult to plan as a parent, you know, we, I just found out yesterday afternoon that my district is remote next week, but our, we as the teachers are mandated to go into the buildings and teach from the buildings all day. 
So I would wait. So you're teaching online courses, but you have to go and be in our buildings. We have to report. And so, but we just found this out Friday afternoon. So now person, like it's not, it's it's bigger than me, but now I've got to figure out what my remote kindergartner is going to do at home. My wife is teaching from home. I have a preschooler who is we, now we're going to have to send to, you know, we're going to have to send him to school. And now I uh, have to teach from my building all day when I, I, I'm fully capable. I'm not using any equipment in the school. There's no reason for me to be in the school. It gives me no advantage other than making things a lot more challenging on my family. So Right. And when what's, and I don't know how much you want to talk about this, you know, even on just the podcast, but what, what's the rationale? What, what's the explanation? There's got to be some sort of, you can be more effective in the classroom because blank, or is it power? That's kind of what but, it is. It, yeah. it, it becomes the power move. Um, I think, I think we control you. You have to be in the, building. I think some of it are optics as well. Whereas, well, you know, at least the optics you're, you're in the building, you're working, we're paying you. But I also, what, how it was explained to us is collaboration and material collection. <laughs> so, but here I, again, just speaking for me, I'm the only phys ed teacher in my building. I'm not collaborating <laughs> with anybody. Um, hey, so, Joe, Joe, he, say he, something. Will you? I'm having problems here. I'm having technical difficulties like crazy. Matt's Joe. voice, I can hear it, but it's not registering on the meter. So oh, you say weird. something, Joe. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Damn it, what's going on here? Previous weeks, you guys moved the needle. You're not moving it today for whatever reason. But, I mean, I'm hearing you in my headphones, so hopefully it won't be a problem. It could just be the needle. But, Hmm. so it's, (laughs) I mean, oh, God, if it's like, comes on and it's just like oh and it's just you talking to yourself <laughs> moments of silence it'll be it'll be awful i don't know i mean but i can hear you in my headphones and i and usually you do move the um how the hell am i going to get you tuned louder i got the mackie all the way up turn up the volume on your laptop oh yeah that may be the problem that may be it thank you yeah, it was way down. There you go. Now try. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh. Okay, sweet. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Good job, Jim. Okay, and welcome. Welcome to the sports show. Uh, sports Plus show with Baker Big D and Joe. Uh, I am frazzled, happy, and frazzled. Um, <laughs> and how are you doing, Matt, uh, in Agawam? Um, I'm, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. I, I, I'm not in charge of any technology this morning, so I'm <laughs> Boy, oh boy, am I butchering it. Um, yeah, you're doing but, fine. You know, so far, so good. Two minutes into the show and no disasters yet. <laughs> there we go. Plenty of time for that. <laughs> Morning, Joe. How's everything out there in sunny Oregon? Uh, yeah, a little, little rainy, a little wet, a little, little January. That's the way it is here. But you know, it's, it was fifty-five degrees the other day, so I can't. can't it's twenty-four here. Can't complain. Oh, that makes you feel better. Can't, can't complain about the environment, local environment. Uh, lots of, lots of, <laughs> lots of other things to complain about this week. What a, oh, what a week! God. I honestly, you know, Matt and I were talking a little bit before you came on, Daryl. I, I mean, I, I feel like I've aged about three years. 
years in the last week. This is, you know, the feeling of uh, I can't remember even what day it was, Tuesday or Wednesday, when that horrible capital siege. Yeah, happened. Wednesday. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching it, and, and I didn't even somebody. It was just like 9/11. I didn't believe 9/11 was happening. Mm. And you remember uh, Matt Maureen Madden? She walked into the room and told me that what ha- that something was happening. I go, no, 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 no. Planes don't run into buildings. Um, and the the um, as I'm sitting there, I haven't felt so bad watching that marauding. I haven't felt that bad. I in the in the '60s, um, you know, '68 was a pretty horrible time, uh, and that's when I was a freshman in college. The uh, you know Kennedy, JFK had been assassinated. Martin Luther King had been assassinated. Bobby Kennedy, who I think would have been a great president, had been assassinated. Uh, there was the Chicago s- seven or eight going on, and uh, it was just a unbelievable. And Nixon, oh my God, Nixon! Um, and I just and Viet- and, Viet- and all the while the Vietnam fi- too, the Vietnam yeah. War. Oh my God, people coming back destroyed, and the way I felt watching the Capitol siege was way worse than that. I was wow. just like, wow, I was miserable. I'm 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 actually I mean I'm shocked and not shocked to hear you say it that dramatically. I mean I for me the only comparison you know would be would be nine eleven and this this did seem worse than that because it was us doing it to ourselves. This wasn't a you know foreign right. enemy. That's that's what made it seem right. all the much worse and right yeah. And then the other thing that was just so disturbing was watching these people leave unarrested oh yeah yeah we could talk i mean that was just 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 disgusting we could talk for two hours about how differently they would have been treated had the color i mean they, this was a 100 percent white crowd and you could see that and almost all men too yeah so i'm gonna go on a little vent rant here for a second guys please <laughs> And, you know, and, and, and it's, I, I, Joe, I agree with you, you know, this was sickening um, and, and seeing that it was us kind of doing this to ourselves and um, the fact that how this was riled up and, and, and what it all stemmed from, you know, with the, the president giving a, a, a speech right beforehand and, and riling everybody up it, it was it's embarrassing it's and I'm, I'm i'm honestly coming at this as a dad right now um as a dad with a five and a six-year-old i and, and you guys know this i i i, I actually i, I want to hear your opinions on this and and i i respect them both i i was texting with my family and i'm like this country just reached its breaking point we're not building towards towards a, a, a boiling over point. We hit it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me, you know, w- w- the words matter. The words, what people say matter. And I think we all need to think about the words we use when we're talking about other people, other human beings. And I don't think it is, I, yes, the, the president, Trump is a bully. He, he has no filter. 
he says horrible things. And, and when you're a leader, that, that's what leaders do is set the tone. Um, you know, I, we're on the radio, so I, I, I'm going to watch my words, but, you know, smelly stuff rolls downhills, mm -hmm. right? And when you're really stinky at the top, that's going <laughs> to roll down. And I, 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 I can't, you know, and, and Daryl, you know, I, I know I'm a little scattered right now. I, I apologize. I'm not very articulate. I know I'm not the most eloquent speaker in the world, but I am, again, as a dad, I'm upset. And I, I see this as a real human issue, uh, especially in this country and, and with social media. I think people have forgotten that words matter. And, you know, and, and Daryl, you and I, <clears throat> you know, I, I, you know, I, we would talk about last year before I left Belchertown, I would like, I would watch Chris Cuomo on CNN. Um, I, I, I liked how he would always bring in people to debate topics. And, and I like that. I like hearing multiple viewpoints um, uh, on, a, on a topic. But, but even, you know, when he was talking about things over the summer and, 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 I believe his exact words, and I remember watching the show, was, you know, show me where protests have to be um, polite and peaceful. And, and all words matter. We need to stop. We, we, we are in a point, this is how I feel. And again, I'm, I'm going to stop in a second, and I'd love to hear you guys react and, and disagree or agree or, or whatever. But all politicians need to stop calling each other idiots, racist, you know, like, yes, there are racists, there are people who are sexist, there are a lot of issues in this country that we need to get at. But the leaders of our politicians, in my opinion, they all need to set the example and be above it all. And even if it's an, you know, calling each other racist and, 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 awful people making generalized statements is not doing us any good. And I fear that we're at a point now, like, how do you come back from this? It was promising. I was glad that the Senate reconvened and they held their um, electoral college. That was good. I, I liked hearing both sides of the aisle condemn what happened. But I also, I feel like they only did that because it happened to them. And, you know, I, I hope the name calling, the, the, you know, we can get back to debating politic and we can get back to debating policy instead of debating, you're an awful person, I'm a better person. And, and I hope I, I articulated that clearly. I, there is no room for violence. I'm not okay with a... Capitol building being run over. I'm not okay with the private business being taken over. I'm not okay with restaurants being destroyed. I'm not okay with cities burning. Um, people need to feel like they're heard and we need to respect that when it's done peacefully and, and the right way. And instead of uh, validating one side and condemning another person, everybody has different point of views and we have to be able to express them. Otherwise, 
you know, I'm raising, I'm going to end up raising my kids in a third world country. And, and that upsets me. Yeah, justifiably so. Daryl, you want to you want to go first, or you want? No, you go, Joe. Well, because I may not start. <laughs> yeah, and and, <laughs> and 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 I mean, this is probably just going to be our topic for the day. But um, you know, no, there's some sports to talk about. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, my comment on all the sports this week is who who cares? So first of all, I do want to say, Daryl, you called this, you called this about two, two, maybe three weeks ago. I was sort of saying, I think maybe guys were out of the woods. It looks like things aren't as bad. Trump's slinking away quietly. And you said, well, we still got January 6th. You said, you said January 6th. And this, I, I wish you weren't so prophetic, but you absolutely called this one. Uh, I think, you know, Matt, building on a, a little bit of what you said, I think, there's a chance that this may be a somewhat unifying moment. I think I, I was a little bit heartened by, I mean, and not just the, the political figures, but like my rank and file right-wing friends who equally condemn this equally as hard. And you can't call yourself a patriot and a lover of the country and not be thoroughly disgusted by what happened. And so that, that sort of, in that respect, maybe this I can take a little bit of inspiration from this. But to be honest, you know, we we talk at each other because the the realities we're living in are so different. I do IT house calls, and I went to work at a local business, and the couple there is a, were Trump fans, and you know, you can't. This, I was over there on Wednesday, so you, we couldn't avoid talking about this, and just that they, they were so convinced that the election was stolen and it didn't matter to them that it was four different states and some of the margins were 180,000 votes. They were still convinced that they had just, they had, the Democrats had cheated exactly that much and that somehow, you know, this was, this election wasn't valid. And it, there wasn't, I didn't try and do any convincing. I you know, was there to work, but it just was so staggering to me that, the reality that the, these people that are reacting that way are living in is so different from the one that we are living in. And so I, 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 I understand that th that's why this, this giant disconnect is there because we're just not connecting. And whether it's because of the media we consume, I got to slow down here. I listened back to last week's show when I was ed editing and I could not believe how agitated I sounded for the entire hour. So I promised I would be less so this <laughs> week. But it's not, but it's not, it's not working. Not yeah, it's not, not working. No, yeah. How can it be? That, what happened at the Capitol was vile beyond belief. It was, you know, and, and uh, so, but to, to Matt's, what I thought was your main point, Matt, was that words matter. Mm -hmm. And the truth matters. The truth matters. And there are facts. There's not alternative facts. There are just facts. Yes, there's gray areas for sure. But, and boy, do I miss being able to talk politics with people. Um, you know, and Matt and I spent many hours doing it and not, certainly not agreeing on everything at all. But, um, but, and that's the thing that I miss is just like you were saying, Joe, that, you know, I want to talk to people that uh, think differently than I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I understand that I live in a liberal world and that that's, and I, I like that. Um, but, you know, 
it's it's we've become so abrasive and and your basic point matt is really right on is that you know you just have to calm down and talk to people and listen listen and 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 especially not calling people idiots now i think what i'm hopeful for is that you know that the president has set uh the tone with his abrasive calling people awful names and I'm hoping that the new president will be able, it'll take a while, but we'll be able to move us into an area uh, in which we can talk to each other. And uh, the results in Georgia, which yeah. Trump lost the Republican yeah. Senate, he, he <laughs> lost it just on his own because they, they would have voted for the, at least one of the Republicans. Yeah. Um, well, and... and and McConnell would still be in charge. Yeah, I think Biden's already bringing that that civility to it. He's he's very reassuring when he speaks, and like a grandpa, you know, he's very calm, very measured, very. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. He seems seems prepared. We'll see how you know after two or three years on the job, he, he you know see how he he comes off at that point once he's been exhausted. But he right now, I, I'm I'm getting that from Biden. Fortunately, it's it's very comforting. And necessary. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, and, and Joe, I think, you know, I want to be very careful with, with how I say this. And, and let me say this, it, it, I, I, I don't want to make an excuse for any sort of violence. So if, it, if what I'm saying comes across as that way, that's not what I'm intending to be. There, there, I, there's no excuse for violence. You know, five people lost their lives in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no excuse for it. None. But when people aren't felt like they're heard, it, this is what happens. And, and look, I, I personally, part of it is like, all right, well, you feel like uh, this rigged election is, is the, the conspiracy behind it and there's no proof. So you, part of you is like, well, what am I listening to? right? There's nothing to listen to. There isn't anything there. You lost the election. (laughs) So I I get that. But unfortunately, you know, the the extreme right was able to rile up the conspiracy, but it's, but it also, you know, I, 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 there's just, I don't know. There's been so much hatred again from, from the leaders, plural leaders of the country. And it's, it's rolling downhill and and with social media it's nothing more than our as people our platform to further that i can i can type words in any way i want and i can make a generalized statement aimed towards a demographic and and there's no recourse for me there's no consequence for for what i'm saying about other people and um that's that's what scares me is when we as people don't feel like our words, what we're typing, what we're saying about people, there's no consequence for that. We, be, we become disconnected towards each other. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not get, get grasping all this, but I, so on one hand, you're, you're putting the blame on the, the politicians for not being civil enough and then you're also like who's who's influencing who is it is it the the 
rude people on social media being influenced by the politicians or have the politicians just reacted to what they think is the will of the people or at least their supporters, their constituents? I, I think it's politicians setting the tone. I think, I, I, I think that the, the hierarchy, the leadership, I think it's gotten, you know, and for me personally, at my age, when I started following politics, you know, the, the, I didn't feel like the uh, Obama and Mitt Romney um, uh, election was, was a very negative election. I might be wrong, but I didn't feel like they were attacking each other so much personally, more on, on policy and, and topic. Is that fair to say? Yeah, there yeah, absolutely. there were nastier elections before that. Like the the Clinton Clinton's elections were were particularly contentious. But yeah, at least in in the last six or eight elections, that one that one would stand out as one of the more civil. Sure. And right. and, and I would say it definitely Clinton and Trump was nasty. And and I I think that to me uh, me uh, this is nothing more than just my viewpoint on it that's when things really it became acceptable and yes trump is is a major player in that because everything out of his mouth is rude and disrespectful and yes you know trump Trump is so let's 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 pause right there because trump is not responsible he is solely to blame for that if she had run against anyone else on the planet but donald trump that this would not be where we are that would absolutely he is i agree and i'd like to pile on that point i'd like to pile on that point there's there's this thing false equivalencies and you know it is not um, the Democrats' views and Trump's views. You know, Trump is a, a phenomenon that hopefully will not repeat. Uh, and it's not, I do not think that all Republicans, and I know that all Democrats, are not that vile and cruel and sadistic and awful. So it's not, it's not both sides on this issue, I believe, but we'll see. And I think after a year or two of Biden, that you know, there'll be this wonderful calmness in which we won't have to think about the president every second. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. And I think, you know, we have to completely recalibrate what, what is a normal, I mean, we're so desensitized to all this. I mean, just think about all the, the criminal acts that he's, performed since he's been in office started you know with the sending foreign dignitaries visiting dignitaries to his hotels like we've completely forgot about the all the violations of the emoluments clause and you know oh sorry sorry i'm supposed to be calm i'm supposed to, <laughs> supposed to be calm and then you know a, 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 breathe deep joe what was it what, was it maybe peace Less than a week ago, um, the he called the Georgia State Elections Board official oh. to ask them to find votes, and that's we just that was that guys that will all happen la- in the last in the last week. Yeah. And you know what? I, I would like to also uh, really call praise the Georgia uh, Republicans, um, Rafflinsberger, and even Kemp. Um, you know, that they stood up to intimidation and, you know, they really, so it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of Republicans that should be proud of their actions. They did not fold uh, in the, in the, 
face of the most powerful person on earth. Well, and let's let's recognize the real hero too, Stacey Abrams, who did just a colossal amount of organization between her own election loss, a very kind of heartbreaking loss for her. And, you know, what she did between November and, and January to make this happen cannot be underestimated. And, and I think, you know, it's funny. There were some other people that, that also were involved, too. Yeah. But, right. It was remarkable. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, Daryl, you sort of got halfway to this point. But a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Jeff Jensen, who posted this yesterday on Facebook, that in the end, Trump cost his party the presidency, yeah. the, the both houses of Congress. So I guess in, in a certain way, he did make America great again. So good. good accomplishes <laughs> all there. Let me ask you this, guys. And I want to go, I want to go back a little bit and I want to ask you a question that I, I, I do genuinely want to hear, get your input on this. So I do agree uh, the nastiness was initiated by Trump. I mean, even if you look at his, how he, was able to make his way through the Republican primary. It was through insults. And, and, and you know, like yeah. Marco Rubio was a guy who thought, you know, he could- Little, little Marco Right, and then, and then once uh, Marco Rubio got back and, and, and got down at Trump's level, he looked disingenuous, right? And, and that's how Trump made his way through the Republican primary, I, I do agree. Um, here's, don't, but, and, and this is where I think it, it's, all leadership is how media covers things and how politicians, you know, they're talking points that they use. And when they're you, I remember, I, I, I forget the date, uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Um, that was what, 2010 ish. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, let's all sort of do a little memory test here. Cause I want to say it was three years ago. So Darryl, Darryl, what do you think? I, uh, 15 years I ago. I don't know. 2012. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Uh, so that would make it eight years ago. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember who was president when that happened. Obama. So, 2014 began. Was, okay. 2014. So, that, so, so six years ago. 14. Oh, wow. So yeah, six years. Okay. So, so wait. So was now. I closest at three? I was, because Matt, you said. <laughs> wow, wow. And we again, are all. Oof. We are I, all so disrupted by the events of. You know, it's year. been dog years. Yeah. The last four years have been dog years. And the last I week, know. the last week has been the last week has been a dog month. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, and again, after I say this, please. Point out if I'm if you feel like I'm wrong. I, I'm more than I, I want to have this discussion, but I feel like you know when that happened, the narrative to me seemed at least how I was you know in, in talking with my friends, kids I grew up with back home and in, in down in Connecticut. You know it was look, not all white people are racist, not all black people are criminals, not all cops are bad. Yes, there are bad cops. Yes, they do bad things. Yes, we treat people, we treat demographic, you know, African-Americans differently in, in different situations. Yes, all that's true, but it, it's, it wasn't a blanket. Everybody is this, everybody is that. That's how I saw it. And, and I felt as though there was an attempt to bring people together on their similarities as to driving people apart on their differences during the, you know, back in 2014. Now, 
this summer, there's, there's the shift. And I, I, I don't know, and this is where I, I want to have this talk with you. I don't know if it's a bad shift, but the shift has become everybody. If you're, if you're not marching, if you're not this, if you're every, you know, it, it seems more everybody is racist. Everybody hates everybody. Everybody, you know, and I, that scares me because I don't know. I, I don't know. You guys chime in on that if, if you want. I don't know. I just, but that's where I, that's where I'm coming from saying, I feel like it's all leadership. It's all media. All of our words matter. The, the president is the leader of the leaders. His words matter more than everybody's. He never was able to rise above it, but we also didn't see Republican leadership rise above it. I don't feel like, I, I didn't see anybody rise above it. They just sort of stayed down in the muck with them. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I'll, I, I understand what you're saying about in general, how the, the entire discourse from top to bottom is less civil than it was. And, and so let's use this, this Ferguson stuff as a reference. So six years ago, we're definitely less civil than we were then, but I think the reason we are so more, so much more contentious, at least speaking from the, the point of view of a, of a communist, hippie, socialist, pinko freak, that the things that we were complaining about in 2014 have just gotten worse, if anything. So I think there, there is more of a sense of urgency, a sense of, um, you know, these things have become more imperative and, and there's more to fight for and the stakes are higher. So I think that's why people are more you know, use whatever word you want here, passionate, angry, bonkers, unreasonable, stubborn, whatever about, I think it's because we've been shouting all this stuff and it seems like into a void. And again, you know, if you look at how the Black Lives Matter protesters were treated and compare them to how the Capitol invaders were treated, I mean, honestly, I, and I hate to come at it this way, but there should have been way more than five people dead at that, in, at that, you know, at that in that afternoon, um, had they been a BLM protest, there sure as shooting would have been. Right. And you know, the the fact that weapons are supposed to be really kind of forbidden in D.C. and there, I saw plenty of people in that crowd with rifles and 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 you know, pistols on their side. So I don't, you know, I, it's really hard to look at that again, coming from the, the way, way left over here. It's really hard to look at that and not just be thoroughly disgusted. And, and I don't know, I don't feel like it's, it's more civil conversation is the answer. I, I, you know, I think, I honestly think Congress should be less civil to each other. I think they do all the, the like everything's all always in such this like coded language that they're, they're never really talking directly to each other or to us, you know, in what was it? 1850. I just pulled it up. 1856 uh, uh, Preston Brooks almost beat Charles Sumner to the, to death on the floor, on the Senate floor. 
I'm not saying they, that, you know, Mitch McConnell and Bernie Sanders should be going at it with shillelaghs, but. Although I, think, I would, I might pay pay-per-view. <laughs> C-SPAN so, pay-per-view. So there was, I don't know. But I would, I, think, I would like to, honestly, I would like to see some more direct. I haven't heard a, a senator call another senator. Sorry, I'm supposed to be calm. I'm supposed to be calm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen, a, no, I but, haven't heard a senator call another senator racist. And if it's, you know, if I think you know, those senators being racist, I'm going to, I'm going to feel free. Okay. No, I, I, I like what you guys are saying. Um, there was this sort of event and I think the guy's name was Duncan. I think he's a Democrat. Um, and he's speaking, uh, and he's calling out the big lie, he, uh, you know, the election fraud, he's calling it out. And, uh, all of a sudden there's some commotion in the back and apparently no one's, um, I haven't seen any articles about it or anything, but like Swalwell was sitting right behind this guy and all of a sudden he jumps up, a bunch of other people jump up. They go run into the aisles, they go running up. Well, it turns out that apparently some angry, uh, uh, apparently Republicans uh, were charging down to, I don't know what, uh, hit this speaker or whatever. And uh, turns out his, his best friend is a, uh, representative who was a former football player and he <laughs> stood in the aisles and that was it they stopped but something went on um uh, that was uh you know in the on the lines of what you guys are talking about but i don't know i i just want to see civility return and let's talk about issues there's big issues and um so i don't think that they should fight with each other or scream at each other but what happened during Obama's time with McConnell, that wasn't fair. You got to let you got to let legislatures legislators legislate. So if it was a Republican president, so if next time, God forbid, Cruz or Hawley win, but let's say a, a reasonable Republican wins, I and and the Democrats keep control of the Senate and House, they need to cooperate. They need to work together. This blocking of everything under Obama. And then the potential for that to happen under Biden was was horrible, horrible for our country. And I think your basic points are let's work together and let's talk to each other. And if it leads to a, you know, like we guys often disagree and we raise our voices, especially Joe out there in the uh, <laughs> pinko, pinko West. Out here on the mellow, you know, on the mellow West Coast, a little, yeah. A little more measured. Well, at least Matt is. <laughs> Yeah, how, how is it that the crazy East Coasters are the calm ones and the <laughs> West Coast? Listen, um, you know, I, I hope you guys will allow me to make one sports comment. Um, so I, it's political, too. But I want to call out the Atlanta Dream, the WNBA basketball team that has Kelly Loeffler <laughs> as an owner. And they had the guts to stand up. Um, they, they actually wore and marketed shirts yeah. Elect Warnock. And, um, you know, that's, to me, that's, she deserved it. She really piled on with a bunch of crap. And um, um, so, and to go back, Matt, to one thing that's I think has really changed is that, so when Ferguson happened, and I think that's sort of when Black Lives Matter, that phrase started to come yes. up. Yep. And I have to say myself, I, I did agree that Black Lives Matter, but I also would listen to people, well, white lives matter. And, you know, and I, and I agreed, but after these most recent, uh, you know, year say, I think that the country as a whole understands that 
you know, when the three of us are driving down the street in our car and we get stopped by a policeman, we don't really have to worry about getting shot. Whereas a, a black teenager driving down the car, music blaring, has a whole different worry when he gets stopped. And that's, that's the reality of it. And I think that's become an understanding in society. Okay, and, well, and I, you know, and, and it's not, not something you can change overnight. But I do think we're, I honestly think we're moving in the right direction. I, my, my, so my question is, what percent, because you know there is still a percentage of people that are going to say, oh, that's not true. Everybody, I don't see color. You know, you know, you know we're, there still are those people. What do you think the percentage of those people is today compared to 2014? I think that it's, I think that probably like only 20% of people, you know, and this is just, I'm making up stuff, you know, in 2014 really embraced it and understood it. And then there was a lot of people like me that, yeah, okay, I, I get it sort of, but I did sort of agree that, you know, all lives matter. Um, so now I'd say it's more like, well, probably 50% because there's clearly, if there's 50% that somehow think this was a rigged election um uh so made 50 okay so but but three minutes ago you said you thought it was better now than it was back then it is it is better. but how how could it be better if if now we've got half the people denying reality instead of 20 percent? how is that better it's it's (laughs) well no i mean i'm not trying to be funny here it's 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 absolutely the problem is that we're talking from sorry calming down we're talking talking take a deep breath the points we're talking at each other not not you and i i mean the the right and the left in this country the points that we're talking about are so detached because our realities are so different and that's you know i go back to what the this rv repair couple you know had to say in some of the conversations and just the things that that they represent as truth are just not the truth and the the fact that we've now got however many people 73 million that voted for trump that are still that stubborn about it i think maybe you know maybe there is no reconciliation at this point because we don't, we don't see things the same and we're not going to, this is none of the stuff that we talk about, Matt, even like the, the deterioration in the media conversation, none of that's going away. And that's again, why when this happened on Wednesday, there was a little bit of unification. The things that they were saying on Fox news was not all that different from what they were saying on CNN. And that was a little bit refreshing. I don't think it's enough to reverse all of this that we're talking about though. Here's, and then this is, this is, this, I'm scattered this morning. (laughs) I apologize, everybody. Oh, I am. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. So, I actually, believe it or not, even with my, my little venting and ranting early in the show, maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic than Daryl. Um, I actually think, and I, this is nothing more than my humble uh, opinion and viewpoint here. 40% of the country were pro-Trump, 40% Biden, and there's that chunk in the middle. Um, I do not believe that everybody who voted for Trump is necessarily a Trump supporter. Um, I think it just, what happened on Wednesday was a, a smaller percentage of extreme right. Sure, definitely, job. yes. What I think, are you guys, Daryl, um, are you familiar with Chris Rock, the comedian? Yes, yeah. So 
Joe, I'm assuming you are a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. Than yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wow, wow, Daryl. We got, we got, we got 20 minutes left before the first Daryl Age dig. Excellent. That's, that's a record for us. I think it was in the the early 2000s, mid 2000s. He had this joke, and and um, I'll, I'll do my best to explain it. You clean, uh, clean, clean language here. But the gist of it was, you know. He's making fun of how people can hear something offensive, but if it's not directed towards them, I'm okay with it, right? So his joke mm -hmm. is, you know, you'll be in the club and you, these ladies are dancing and, and this song comes on and it's extremely vulgar towards women. And, and in his joke, right, he says this pretty nasty line and he's like, and also the women stop. And then, well, he ain't talking about me. And then they keep dancing. And I think up until Wednesday, there were the Trump supporters heard the nastiness and, well, he's not talking about me. I don't agree with <laughs> where the left, I'm, I'm not agreeing with this. I'm just saying, I, I think. And so, well, you know, he's saying these nasty things. He's not talking about me. I agree with the the um the republican direction of a country more than the left direction of where the country goes so trump gets my vote and so i i actually i don't think it's 50 percent daryl you know are don't believe with black lives matter i i do think it's it's a little bit less than that and i think Good. I, I do Good. think people who voted for Trump in this election, the majority of them are not okay with what happened on Wednesday, are not okay with, oh, yeah. with the inciting of violence just because you didn't win an election. Um, and so I, I, as up, upset as I am as a dad having to raise two young children in this climate, Maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic. You know, it, it, there's a tough road ahead. I don't think Good. it's going away, but um, no. it's going to take know, leaders of all political ideologies, right. and it's going to take media to, to get back to, you know, trying to uh, avoid the name calling and, and making the generalized right. statements of these people. Look, look what Kelly Loeffler did. Um, after the, the riot was over. And, you know, she took away her objection and, and for the right reason. Yeah. And unfortunately, all the Republicans didn't, but a lot of them did. And so that's a reaction. So, yeah, I, I, I am glad to hear what you're saying. And I do, I'm an optimist and I do think that better days are ahead for us. Well, the, the, you know, and you, you got to let's point some fault where it belongs at the Republican party leadership who, sold themselves out to Trump just just for the at the cost of a presidency for four years, which they didn't really seem to do much with legislatively. It seemed like they were just sort of fighting the chaos for four years. So I, I have, you know, I and I, I, I see, you know, Matt, I understand you're trying to you know, be a little more inclusive and I'm, maybe I'm a little more into this mode of us versus them. But I think that's, there's not really, 
then again, I want to go back to this conversation because it's the most interaction I've had in real life with a Trump person in the last couple of years, back to this, this house call I did on Wednesday and they were, yes, they were disgusted at what was happening, but they, but they weren't, they still weren't going to come out of it with the same message to them. It was still, you know, at some point there's an anarchist anarchist in me that is, was pretty amused by the picture of the guy walking out with, with speaker Pelosi's podium under his arm and posing, posing in front of the sign that said tours canceled today or no tours today. You know, the part of me, Careful, Joe. I got the control of the mic here. I can mute you. you know? Well, but but the, you know the, the the twenty-five, the angry twenty-five-year-old in me, you know, once wanted to storm the Capitol. So yeah, I understand yeah, that. Yeah. And I know, Daryl, you you were just a, you, I'm sure back in the in the in your younger days, you were sort of the same radical yeah. action type person. I, I thought that um, I thought that Nixon was the worst thing that ever happened. And now he's only maybe the third worst president. <laughs> but but, uh, but listen, I want to I want to like slightly change the subject in our last fifteen minutes here. Taco Fall, okay. Ooh. Taco Fall, seven foot five. That um, went to University of Central Florida, and um, you know was undrafted, and the Celtics uh, signed him, and he's he's. You know, he's been learning. And so he had a moment in glory last night. It was incredible. So the Celtics had their three big men out um, with COVID protocol. So they only had that guy, Tice, who really isn't such a big guy. So, and they're playing a a Washington Wizards team that's not that good, but has some really good players on it. And um, so Taco played 19 meaningful minutes the first thing that he comes in, and, and it's worth looking at, too, is uh, he comes in and Russell Westbrook, who's now on the Wizards, drives right to the hoop and Taco blocked it. He had three blocks, eight rebounds, scored a bunch of points, and really held his own. Um, so it's pretty neat. It's, I, I, you know, he's a cult figure, but he's, um, you know, it's interesting how players develop. Um, another player that the Celts have is this four-year guard from Oregon, Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. And he is just doing great. Uh, he's just doing great. So it's, I, I don't know. It's like, um, you know, people take a while to develop. And it was really, it was Taco Falls moment of glory last night is worth worth uh, celebrating. He's had a couple of interesting little bursts where he gets some playing time. And he is, he is, you know, it's, it's, it, he's seven five. He's, a, he's one of those biological wonders. That's just amazing yeah. to watch the guy move. And he's really tremendously athletic for a guy of his size. So he's, he, yeah, he's. a. And so what's happening now is he's getting in that sort of shape, like the basketball. Now I have to say as a basketball lover, I'm not, I don't really like it. Nobody blocks out anymore. And it's just a, a track race up and down, but taco is now getting a little better at that moving well Daryl, I, I, I haven't really watched too much basketball but I have looked at store scores do you feel um because the COVID basketball season and and a lack of off season guys are tired lack of practice and and being able to to work are teams playing defense I'm looking at these scores 
No. And it's no. unbelievable. Well, I mean, they are, they're, they're moving their feet, but it's sort of like when the shot goes up, the other team doesn't try for offensive rebounds. They just turn and run back up court. And um, so the rebounds are just, there's like four players on the defensive team that are going to get the rebounds. So I no, it's, but then when they actually do uh, settle down, they are, they are playing pretty good defense. They're, they're moving and they're switching. So the new thing is you just switch. And so the new thing too, is that the big plotting centers um, are sort of a thing of the past. And now the center has to be able to shoot threes and be uh, move well. So it is a different game, but man, I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're, you're both definitely right. It's slightly different this year. And I think it's, you know, I would rather see, the you know because right now Davis and LeBron and and James Harden they've all played every game and I think I'd rather see them out there playing every game and not not doing that that wrestling on every possession like they used to and when the games come down to the to the wire you know late in the game we do see the play sort of revert to you know standard NBA play which again I find kind of ugly sometimes so I'm all for the yeah. final no there was the court. this time. Yeah. There was this time, so it used to be that all the scores were 120 to 115 in, a, in the pro game. And then there was this time where sort of Hubie Brown and all these geniuses just slowed the thing down and made it to a little slog. Pat Riley and, with uh, the Knicks, so, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. yeah. So now it's, it's moving in the other direction. Makes me happy. Now, um, in the last 10 minutes, I got to mention Duke. So, <laughs> so... So let me say some positives and some negatives. So positive is Duke women quitting the season. I love it. Um, and um, the uh, there was a letter. So there's this Duke magazine. I actually get it. And I, um, I've never looked at it really, but I'm going to try and find this letter. But so some guy who's about 10 years older than me, so he's, he's probably 80, um, wrote this letter. And I don't have it in front of me, but I think the gist of it was, you know, you, you stay with the person you marry and you raise your kids and, and you've got nothing to complain about. And I don't know, something like that. But it was really, um, it, was, it was a racist letter. And, um, and so the other thing I'll throw in with that is Stephen Miller, <laughs> a Duke graduate. Oh, and really the only brains behind Trump, the only person that had, it was an evil uh, desire an evil plan but he was the one that got things done so so, the, so there you so go so should we be putting him on trial also pile up pile on duke go, go ahead well i was gonna pile on What's i that? was gonna pile on stephen miller yeah please please go ahead joe no no so that's all i got are we gonna throw him in prison also along with trump <laughs> oh i wish uh yeah, I don't have much on the on the Duke stuff, but uh, go Tar Heels, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> How about this? That, well, that, you know, it's, that, it's like actually when you talk about, it's very interesting. So when you know, because I think the gist of our first forty-five minutes was, come on, let's talk to each other, let's let's communicate, even if we disagree. Duke and UNC are ten miles apart, and um, and so. To me, they have a lot of respect for each other, but for some reason that I can't quite put my hands on, everybody in my family and every friend I have hates Duke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I 
like UNC. I think they're great. But um, anyway, but I do think that by and large, Duke and UNC are, they're like the Hatfields and the McCoys. And so they're rivals, but I do think they have a lot of respect for each other. And I think that's what are the gist of what we were trying to say about politics and where we need to move as a society is like, yeah, I don't have to agree with you, but I have to respect your opinion. Well, I think both here we're talking about two vastly different things. It, whether you know you root for one basketball team, I root for another basketball team, doesn't affect my health care or my the, right. the the mental health of my LGBTQ friends or you know my friends who came here from other countries. Like there are concrete, and that's where I think I you know I, I understand we should be nicer to each other. Absolutely, every human being should be nicer to every other human being, but. We have fundamental differences in the way we think our country's policies should be executed, the way we think our country's wealth should be distributed, and we have the the our interests our interests are so divergent now that there's not any coming back from this, guys. There really isn't, and I'm I'm absolutely terrified. I mean, we've got eleven more days until the inauguration, and I. I that night I I am is going to make is going to make Wednesday look like Christmas of whatever the happiest Christmas of your life. Okay. Now I'm now right, I'm, sort, right. I'm sort of losing the ability to put my thoughts yeah, into yeah, words. But now but. listen, I got to ask this to especially well actually to both of you, but especially Matt. So do, do you agree with Joe Judge being furious at? The I'm end? so glad you brought that up because I was actually again that's what I wanted to to mention. Um, so yes, just to, let's just say what, just in case people don't know, the Eagles were playing um, the Redskins or who? Washington I football last team. Game was. Washington, yeah, that's right. They're not the Redskins anymore, are they? Um, and in the last quarter, instead of putting his best quarterback in, he put in a crummy quarterback. Yeah. And, um, so, and that game, if Philly had won, the Giants would have gone to the playoffs. Yeah, so first of all, I um, – I, if the Giants wanted to make the playoffs, win more games. Okay. Thank you. You're, you're yeah. six and ten. Yeah. You are six, six and ten. ten. You don't right. deserve the playoffs at six and ten. I say that as a diehard Giant fan. Right. However. Oh. But what what is Washington's record? Same thing. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. Seven and so nine. So if, okay. if Washington had lost, both teams would have been six and ten, and because the Giants beat. Washington twice, they would have had the tiebreaker. Uh, Giants are in the playoffs. Um, I like what Joe Judge said and his comments yeah. afterwards. Now, there were people who, again, Joe Judge had no right to, to comment on another team. I get that. But what I like is I, I took that as he's talking to his players and he is publicly saying to his players, look, we will not play three quarters of a game. We will play a full 60 minutes of a game. Um, and, you know, when you talk, it, it, it is true. The, the, Philly, the Eagles tanked that game intentionally to move up. Three and times. is that a bad thing? It, I, I, well, I, yes. I don't like it. I think it is. And, and let me just say, yeah. and then, Joe, I can tell you're, you're <laughs> nothing. I'll give it. I do see a difference in the Steelers who have nothing to gain or anything to lose. It's 
it's not the same sitting a Ben Roethlisberger from the start of a game and playing Mason Rudolph. Um, the Jets and the Jaguars are bad teams, but they didn't bench half of their team to, to play games. So I don't even believe that the Jaguars and Jets, they're bad teams, you know, and I don't think they necessarily tanked. In football, tanking is very dangerous. You're going to get hurt. What the Eagles did was just straight up tanking. You know, it was this JV football. The guy's been here four years. He deserves to play. Naive, naive Matt, seeing the world through his Giants blue colored glasses. Fair, all right, go, Joe, go, go. Straighten yeah. this out, Joe. Straighten this well, out. Well, I, I mean, because I'm on Joe, I'm on Matt's side on this Matt, one. Matt, what kind of milk do you uh, feed your children? Two <laughs> percent. Oh my God! How could you do that? How could you? That's disgraceful. You got to feed them whole milk. That's the only way we're going to do it in this house. Oh, sorry, your house. No, sorry, my bad. I mean, that's 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 and, and that you, these are professionals. These are not. We're not trying to teach seventh grade football players a lesson about sportsmanship. We're trying to do what's best for our franchise. And I don't care. I don't care what Ben, what the Steelers did with Ben Roethlisberger. There's nothing, there's no bearing on what the Eagles want to do. And whether they are perfectly within their rights to throw games away. And if you think that the Jets did everything they could to win every game they, they could this season, again, that's, that's naive. I mean, these, these teams are a little more crafty about it. Usually it's not quite that overt, but they, you know, they were doing what was best. The all-out blitz. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Fair point. Fair point. So the, uh, they, they, lost, they lost the game they should have won by blowing the last play of the game against Oakland. Fair point. And, 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 and I, I agree with you. I, you don't really have – you lose a little bit of credibility if you're, you're talking about the other team. But I saw, again, through my giant blue <laughs> glasses, I took that – and maybe I, I could re-listen to it. I don't think – I could be wrong. I'll, I'll re-listen to it for next week's show and, and – clear the air if I'm wrong I don't think he he even mentions them not making the playoffs because of it I just think he was saying look it's disrespectful and my guys were not going to do that that's how I took it I, I I didn't and I don't I don't know we maybe we could take a poll of our NFL All right, friends let's hold but, that one for next yeah, week because yeah. we have to make a few predictions Alabama or Ohio State oh who cares who cares I mean, I mean, we made our predictions okay. last week, but, but who Alabama, cares? That, that's a landslide. And I, it's a landslide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, in the NFL, I'm rooting for the Titans. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, it's funny. My, both the teams I picked in the preseason are still in it, Baltimore and Seattle. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with those two. So we'll see what happens because Baltimore. And then Lamar Jackson's remarkable record, too, uh, as a quarterback. Yeah, He's going up against so. the Titans. I, I, I think, you know, I, I think in the AFC, it's hard to pick anybody but the Chiefs. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's just definitely. hard to. Their, their optics are they're so talented. They're so good. Andy Reid is a, is a good coach. The NFC, to me, is a little bit more wide open. Um, I think the Saints have a legitimate shot, as do the Packers. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go Packers and Chiefs coming through uh, oh interesting <laughs> a nice a nice rematch of a couple early super bowls That'd yeah interesting so yeah that's right hey way back hank stram days um so there you go we had a fun time today and we did <sighs> ma manage to mention a few sports items <laughs> in in, a, in this crazy world 
And next week, it'll be a better week, guys. After two weeks, it'll be a much better week. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Plus with Baker, Big D, and Joe. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully, we'll see you on the other side. Hopefully, we make it another week. (laughs) I think we will. I think we will. Oh, my God. Yo, nice job. You stayed calm. Good job today. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. took a few few reelings back in. But, yeah, oh, my God. The um, we didn't even talk about Betsy DeVos. I need to con- congratulate both of you on you know, and it was a difference of two weeks. She would have been replaced soon enough anyway. But I mean, she was just. But it's too late. It's too late. Even Romney. I have respect for Romney. He had the guts to vote against Trump, but it's too late. Where were you? You yeah. know, like yeah. two years ago. So what about what about yeah. impeachment? Do you guys? Yeah. Support. Absolutely, yeah. impeach the so yeah. Because what he did was so horrible. Yeah, good. I'm so, horrible. so glad to hear that. You yeah. can't let that go. Well, hold on. I, 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 you guys, I, I, you guys know more about politics than I do. I was watching um, CNN though. Uh, is it John Bolton? Is that the guy's name? The former. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, and he brought up some interesting points about the uh, 25th Amendment, and he basically said it would be a bad move just because it would create a bigger mess. So how it would work is Pence would have to get majority of the cabinet to agree. They draft a letter to Trump. Trump then can draft a letter saying, I disagree with you. Right. And then they have to send a letter to Congress, which has... Uh, you know, 20 days or something to respond. So in, right. in what would happen is you basically, for, for a certain amount of time, you would have competing presidents in, in, in a sense. You'd have Pence, who is thinking he should be acting as president, and then you have Trump thinking he would be acting as president. And then, you know, what... So basically what, how... John Bolton was explaining it was it's a poorly written document or, or amendment. And, and the purpose of it would be as if Trump is, or, or if a president is unconscious or unable right, right. physically, yeah. you know, um, the health, because what would happen now, Pence writes a letter, Trump writes a letter, Pence has to write another letter to Congress, and then they have to do the hearing. And so in the meantime, with at this point now what like seven business days left you kind of grit your teeth and hold on um and i i actually do agree with bernie sanders when it comes to impeachment and it's not so much about the impeachment in and of itself but the precedent that this sort of act is is in you know moving forward because you know in, are we going to have darker days or are we going to immediately shoot up to, to, to heal this country? And so I agree with Sanders and in, in it has to be a precedent set and they have to move forward with impeachment, in my opinion. But, you know, it, it gets a, tr- a tricky spot with so little time left. This is, it's just a do it, do it anyway. Just do it. Um, I, 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 and I, I don't, yeah. But, and so I, I just, you know, because the thing is, I think it may make it impossible for Trump to run for president again. And that right. would be a very desirable outcome. I don't well, that's only, if he's, that's only if he's convicted. 
It's only if they can well, get... Well, but the, that possibility might happen. That's that's what I'm curious to see, if, if there are 17 Republican senators that will actually step up and, and do the right thing. And it's possible. I think you would. I, I think what we've seen is... I don't think a lot of Trump supporters a week ago are still as gung-ho about the guy now. And I think if he right. were to put his name in a, for a presidential run in 2024, how do you win a primary with this on your hand? Like, there oh, we, are, have short, we have short memories. We have short memories. I, yeah. no, I mean, it's, yeah. they've got it. You know, what he did was so vile and evil, and, and he's the leader of the country. So, yes, it has to be addressed. And so I don't actually care if, you know, the House passes it and the Senate doesn't. It's okay. Because, for one thing, all those senators are going to have to go on record that they that they supported uh, Trump. And and I do not see that as a positive for anybody. I, I think, I, that's what I mean. I, I agree with you there, Daryl. Yeah. Well, I think in that respect, you will find some that may be willing to at you know with f- whatever four or three or however many days are left in his term when this hat when they finally get it to the senate vote as opposed to three year three and a half years ago when he was just starting his term and you know th- they had sort of more at stake they had more riding on trump now he's you know he he's given them this and there's only a week left to go so i i, I mean this would be again would just be even more history you don't want to say history being made because that's that has a a better connotation than should be assigned to what's going on in our country right now but momentous maybe i mean to have a president not only impeached twice but removed from office with literally a handful of days left in his term because again and even if it happens after he he leaves i'm still well, it can't. It, really it, it can't happen after the twentieth because he's he's no longer. So that's the rush. It has to happen essentially yeah. this week, which would be phenomenal. And I met the House is going to pass articles on Monday, yeah. without a doubt. That will happen on Monday. So this could go to a Senate vote. I mean, the trial could easily. Again, the Democrats are in control now. So, the you know. Oh no! Actually, they're not. And, and McConnell actually, said, they're McConnell actually said. they're not because the two Georgia senators aren't sworn in until the twentieth. So I wonder how all that would even. I know it's going to be crazy, but McConnell has set out something. See, McConnell's not Trump's friend anymore. So he did send something out to the Republicans and how to handle yeah. the uh, thing. I don't know what it says, but he did he do did. something. Hey guys, I successfully got it on. All right. So. Good. So that's a really good. I, I think this though, and and I, I think this would be a political suicide for politicians if you because you're taking this event. You know how if how do you not vote to impeach? I mean, I guess you could say like I um with with Bill Clinton, it was you know I remember at, from Connecticut. Um, uh, I believe it was Joe Lieberman. Was that, was that his name? Joe Lieberman? Yeah, yeah. Right? In, out of Connecticut. And and I remember, I, I as a kid, I have this memory of him saying, we don't agree with these acts, but they're not Im- impeachable. Right? Yes. we, we it, And, you know, so politically, th- that you could, that made sense. I don't know how you say that now. Like, 
I don't agree with inciting a riot, <laughs> but it's not impeachable as a president of the United States. I don't know how you say that. Does that make right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that, no, I, I, absolutely. That, that was the the political game played. Um, I don't know how you you play that game and survive. It, it would be bad. I don't know. Right. Well, you're right. They there all those you know Republicans in in the House too who don't really. You know, they can't be called on to do as much because they can't, you know, even their party can't ask them to over to override a, a minority. But they this is sort of a it'll be a vote of reckoning, too, for all these people. And, you know, for a lot of these, you know, a third of these senators have to go up for reelection in two years. And this will definitely be called back, you know, at, at that that time. So, I'm, I mean, this could be what fractures and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. A, a sort of realignment of the party system. And this could be something that potentially fractures the Republican party. Cause there will, you know, there will be Trump loyalists. There yeah. were a, but a few thousand of them invaded the Capitol on Wednesday. So there are still going to be those people in Congress. And there, there were, I mean, there were objections to some of these election results, which made that, Oh my God, the whole, that whole thing dragged on. I tried to watch it and eventually just went to bed because yeah, I just I can't so. parliamentary procedure is maybe part of the problem. But, this. but, and you guys mentioned this, the fact that they went back, I was like, so yeah. moved. that was like, Cause like, you know, our country, cause bef it, we look like a banana Republic and then look at it. No, we're actually really a great country. We went and we voted and we did the job that we're supposed to, you know, and the thing is we dodged a bullet with Trump. If Trump was smarter, if he listened to Stephen Miller more, if he had listened to other intelligent people, he would have, he would have given out some money uh, b before November to the country, he would have been reelected. Yeah. He would have been reelected. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Lindsey Graham, 2000, May 3rd, 2016, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. And that's, he, he got what he wanted. You know, he, he made the call, but he rode on Trump's coattails to get there. So, you know, again, we see these, these people sell themselves out to, not our interests and they've done this and that's why you know we, you know again we want to reflect back to 2014 and we are the wealth disparity in this country has gotten worse the killings of of young black people has not slowed at all the you know and we could we could spend a whole nother three hours talking about the the dozens of video clips of capital police offering almost no resistance to some of these, you know, invaders. That was interesting. That was very interesting to me. And that was sad. That was sad. Imagine if you were a black person watching yeah. that. Yeah. You would just be. Well, we've, we've, talked, you know, we've talked all summer about the, the, you know, the demonstrations here in Portland and, you know, far less damage to far less significant buildings here is represented like like the whole city was burning down where you know there were you know there were armed people in the capital smashing and stealing and somebody stole uh nancy pelosi's laptop i mean these are stolen these... mail yeah let me ask you guys a question i don't mean to do you think it would have been when i don't 
I don't, I don't think it was, where was the um, police precinct taken over? Was that Portland? No, that was, um, that was, Oregon. was that Portland? Or was it Seattle? I it wasn't here. No, I might, but maybe it was Seattle. Then. There, there I'm, was, I'm not even sure. Uh, let me see if I can find anything, if I can Google anything, but there was the think... police precinct that was taken over. There were the federal courthouses, um, sort of under siege. Would it, I, I guess I would have liked to have seen politicians speak out leader political leaders speak out as passionately about that as they did the Capitol building being overrun as well, though. What do you guys think about that? Do you think? No, no, I, I think absolutely the, 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 you're, you're, the, the movement against the police is an entirely different thing from what we got on Wednesday. The, the, you're talking. But I, but I sort of agree with Matt in that, Taking over buildings is a bad idea, you know. So and lawlessness is a bad idea, and I so I kind of okay. You well, know, let me I, let me let me go back to to the actual yeah. what happened in Seattle. So this is in June. Activists have taken over a six-block area surrounding a police precinct. So they didn't take they didn't go into the. Building. But the police, I think, deserted the building, and I think they actually did go. The building in. was on fire. Windows were smashed. Police evacuated. The, yeah. the, the police precinct was empty. But again, not because anyone broke it, not because anyone invaded it, not because there was an armed mob breaking windows and smashing doors and, and storming the building. That's uh, that's not what happened. This is this was when that autonomous zone was formed. It just it maybe not coincidentally, but it included this this area around the police precinct. And if the police decided that they wanted to abandon their building, that's an entirely this. Yeah, this you're talking about apples and grape nuts here, Matt. This is, I, I don't, I don't, I, I guess really I just, the grape nuts, you just revealed your age, man. You just revealed and, your age. And, and I, I'm not, you know, I am by, by no means am I a, you know, our government buildings, our palaces, but the Capitol is supposed to be a, a little bit more of a sacred space than yeah. the uh, pre, Seattle precinct office. And again, the, the, what was happening last summer in the, the, you know, ab abolish policing movements is not, you can't compare that to a few thousand Trump riled wackos. Essentially. Yeah, I think I, I'll, honestly, and, and I, I think, I, I think they are the same. I, I think when cities are burning and people's private businesses are, are being forced to evacuate and police precincts are being forced to evacuate. I think that's an opportunity for political leaders to say, uh, slow down just as passionately as they did when they personally had to evacuate. Like it almost came across and I'm, it almost came across as the whole thing, you know, like as some Republicans, well, he's not talking about me, so I'm okay with it. Politicians are okay with the destruction until it happens to them, and then until they have to evacuate. And, I, and that, I, I I hear that part of it, but in in equating these two events, you're equating you're somehow giving way too much legitimacy to these these rioters, and I'm calling the 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 people who did this on Wednesday rioters. And if you're trying to compare th what was happening there and why it was happening to what happened in Seattle in June and why that was happening. You can't, you can't 
attach them on the one end and and separate them on the other end. So I think uh, guys, I got to run okay. enjoyable show and I think it's on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see you guys next week. All right, see you. Thanks, Daryl. I, I, I won't stay on here long because I actually, I got to get some stuff done around the house before Jill gets home. But I actually, I don't, I'm not trying to validate any, any of it. I guess that what I'm saying is I think it's, I think we have to say all violence and all destruction is wrong because unfortunately we have, because our viewpoints are so polarized, you can't say my, the viewpoint I agree with can destroy a building, but the viewpoint I don't agree with cannot destroy a building. Well, it's, but see, it's not just destroying the building, which again, I'm, I, the, the sort of, making these buildings sacred. I'm not super for that. What bothered me more was that it was a attempt to disrupt the democratic process an attempt to disrupt a free election. So that's where, I mean, that's where for me, there's not so much of a, a detachment with the property that da- I don't, the property damage that we should be, and I said this all summer, we should be rioting in the streets. We should be burning shit down, but I, we shouldn't be trying to disrupt the, lawful actions of our government to certify a valid election. Yeah. And and that and that's where again the the I go back to the the RV folks, but they their detachment as to what actually happened with that election is going, you know, it is I'm sure if if he was 25 years old and living in Virginia, he would have been there. This guy would have been there yeah. as part of that crowd and that's what terrifies me is that it's it's people around us. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you know, I'm sure. You I mean, have. I agree. I, I, this it's it's different because, and 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 honestly, it's more embarrassing that it was uh, the president was at, at the the focal point of it. But you know, to to say that you're kind of what you just did was my house isn't burning down, so if others do, that's okay. Like, I guess if 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 you were talking to somebody who lost their business because their that neighborhood block got destroyed. Do you think they're like, well, it was for a good cause? Or do you think they're going to be upset by that? So I think when it comes to destruction, I don't think we should be rioting in the streets. I'm, I am okay if you want to, I'm okay if you want to march, if you want to, if you want to congregate and, and if you want to go to DC and, and congregate and march, I'm okay with that. That's the, the, the problem is when people do that, their voices aren't heard. That's why it escalates. Like people were dismissive of, well, their protest doesn't matter. Their protest, I don't agree with it. They're wrong. I don't agree with it. Well, then it's going to escalate to violence. We need to listen to people before it escalates to violence because all violence, <laughs> I, but maybe, I, I, I'm, 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 maybe I am naive and this is, I'm, I'm thinking a utopian world, but you know, that, that's, I, I don't think we can say, I'm okay with neighborhood blocks being evacuated and destroyed. I'm okay with that and, and not okay with this. I, I understand they're not- different. I understand they're different and I understand democracy was under attack. I get that and I agree with you there. And there are differences, but the bottom line is destroying property, people dying in the street, p- things on fire, not okay. 
I, and I, I probably came off a little too glib in that respect, but I, again, you have to look at, at the force behind it and the, the authorities, the reaction of the authorities to it. And that again, is just, just more disturbing, which makes me more upset, which makes me want to go set up a free zone in, you know, here just as much as, as you know, any other time in my life. And I, I just, I don't know. You're right. We don't talk civilly enough to each other, but we don't, our, our interests are so divergent now that there's the, and the, the, the whole, I don't know. We we could, again, we could go on for three hours about this, but I, I don't know. I don't think there's any coming back from it. So I'm sort of got my teeth gritted and, and, and prepared for the worst, but you, I don't have to worry about a five-year-old and a six-year-old. I, wife well, that's, and you know, that's what yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm texting my family over the week and I'm like, well, this is the breaking point. Like it's gone. We're not approaching. Yeah. I, well, I and, don't know. And and that's the thing. No one listens until things do escalate to violence. This, exactly. all this rhetoric from Trump was not a problem until Wednesday. And now finally people see it for what it is. So I think that's why, you know, and we see, you saw this from Malcolm X too, who, you know, said, look, at some point you've got to push back forcefully or no one's going to hear you. And you're absolutely right. We're all shouting and no one's being heard because no one, no one will budge from their spot. And I, we're, I, we're very quick. And, and this will be my last point. And, and if you want to chime in, but then I, I got to go, we are very quick and, and I am too. We're very quick to point out how other people are wrong. And we don't like to look in the mirror and identify how we might be wrong either. Right. We're very quick to point out other people's downfalls and and where they're wrong and how they're wrong. And even if we might be right, but that's the cool thing about opinions. We don't like to look in the mirror and say, maybe I was a little bit wrong on this too and concede a little bit. Um, And I, I think, I don't know if we will ever be able to, but until we can do that, a lot of the real issues that we have in this country will never truly be fixed. We're, we're, you know, we might pull a, put a Band-Aid on it for a little bit, but it'll get ripped off. Until we all can look in the mirror and say, I, I, I own this too, or I might have been wrong on this part. You know, it can't just be all you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Um, I don't know. A fucking men. Well, Joe, you're a good guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Likewise, man. I, I mean, and I, you know, and I don't know, maybe you and I are a model as two guys who can't fucking agree on anything. You know, I'll be your running I, mate, Joe. If you ever want to run, let me know. I may, may have a couple too many skeletons. I think you'd have to go at the top of the ticket, but <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't think we need another two white guys as, as, as crusty as we are, but yeah. Well, all right, Joe, I got to get going. Enjoy the uh, football playoffs this weekend if you watch any. Oh, yeah. Well, well I, I wonder if uh, – I, I mean, I feel like I, I'm semi-obligated to pay a little bit of attention to the playoffs, and it should be a pretty interesting playoff. I mean, the – Good slate. It did two triple headers. I'm kind of – I'm actually looking forward to this yeah. weekend. We, we've got some stuff that we're going to do as a family <laughs> this afternoon. 
Um, but, you know, it should be a, a good weekend of football and sports to hopefully distract us all from this absolute shit show of a life that we're living in right now. So, yeah. And whatever, you know, all that sort of talk about impeachment, all that's going to be resolved by the time we talk again. So be be, very, we'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> very interesting week. All right, man. I will talk Take to care. you. Saturday. Bye.